Hey everyone, this is Rugboy, and uh, this is Emron. We're starting to show a little different today. Emron, you want to take it from here? Listener, thanks for joining us, and uh, we got a quick message uh, before the show starts, instead of my usual cold open where I give you a short table of contents what the show is about. This week, the country and ourselves have all been going through some crazy shit, and we got kind of two big things we just want to acknowledge and address Get the heavy stuff out of the way so we can still provide an entertaining podcast because despite what's arguably the craziest time ever to be living in, uh, everybody needs a break now and again for an hour, an hour and a half to get away to escape. And that's one thing we can provide. That's one thing of value we can give you. Now, the two things, rugs, of course, uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock. You know that country has been in pain. Uh, there uh, nationwide protests. I know we have the benefit rugs of knowing a lot of our listeners, and I know a lot of their names, and they're like us, and they're smart, and they're aware, and they pay attention. And I know they've been watching all this, so I don't need to re- reiterate what happened. Just know we, we'd like to acknowledge the pain and the injustice. Rugs, w- this is a show where we talk about your Captain America and your Superman. Right. Right now, the heroes are are in the streets. Absolutely. We are living through history. We are looking at the heroes, and the heroes are us, listener. It's amazing. It's the young people in the streets. You know, a a protest started in one city over 10 days ago, quickly grew to 30-plus cities. Uh, Then now in over 140 cities in every state of the United States and international, in fact, several protests happening right now hundreds thousands of people out in the street where i live and i'm sure where you live where you're listening to this this has affected everyone it's a global thing now and um look i've been uh thinking that black lives matter since i was a kid so uh i'm 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 f- full in on this no absolutely rugs i've studied you know when i was in high school i got super into the the civil rights movement in 1968 martin luther king malcolm x i read up i you know I, I was super obsessed, and now we are living it. We're living and breathing it, and there is a time that you can make change, and it comes down to each and every one of us individually to start with ourselves, kind of, to educate yourselves, to take a look at yourselves, to have a the hard conversation with your relatives, your friends, your coworkers, and maybe yourself. Yeah, I do that. Yes. <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. I, I, yeah, I talk to myself all the time. Look, everybody should do what they can. Whether it's voting or, you know, kind of just defending or looking for injustice and just looking out for your fellow man in general. Local elections uh, become super important now because you can get rid of some of these shitty people. And for anyone there, like I said, I know you guys are educated. I know you guys know what's going on. But for anyone there, it still doesn't know why this is happening. The other thing we could do is provide some resources in the show notes. There will be links of things that you can watch, that you can read, that you can listen to. And if that spurs you on, if that gets you angry or uncomfortable, then it's doing its point. And there'll be links for things you can donate to and links for things where you can act yourself. And I'm just, we're just going to provide this information. Again, we're not a political show. and We're here for a little bit of humor and lightness. It's not really about politics. It's, not it's about just politics. about, look, we want the world to be a better place. Yes. We understand it's a complicated issue and there's all these different ways to look at it. But at the same time, 
We got to do what's best for everyone. We we need to be united against this injustice. And and also yeah. the, re- the another reason for us putting us at the beginning of the show real quick before we get to the show is they've built up this incredible momentum, the movement, the protest. And I don't want it to be for nothing. I don't want it to peter out. We I want people to be paying attention, to constantly be aware you know what's going on, and 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 get this, use this momentum for good. And dude, rugs the kids out there, the high school kids, the college kids, people of all colors. These are the people that can get it done. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. I've been waiting for this my whole life. I've been waiting for for everyone to be happy and like being able to just hang out together and not have any kind of bullshit. I, that's what I've wanted my whole life. That's why I, you know, I try. To kind of be as open to everything as I possibly can. So let's see what happens. All safety and peace to the protesters. This is the revolution. And it is being televised. Now, the other shitty sad news I have to report, listeners. This is a bummer of a way to start a show. But unfortunately, it's necessary. As you can tell, it's only me and Imran today. Yes, Anthony will not be joining us today. And it is because his father passed away today. If you are your Facebook friends with him, you'll have seen the post. His father had been in the hospital since early March. Um, he was about 80 and he, was, uh, he beat pneumonia. He beat cardiac arrest. He even beat the coronavirus. Send your positive vibes to the jock. Uh, and if you're a religious person, send your prayers, whatever Absolutely. you can. Uh, but the whole nation need this. Everyone right now is in pain personally, community-wise, society-wise. This is some crazy shit to be living through, Rug Boy. Yeah, we're going to try and do this show. And I just want to give my uh, thoughts to Anthony today. And, like, he's been a champ this whole like whole time. And, uh, you know, hope everything uh, gets better for everyone. So, look, with all the heavy shit out of the way, listener, we need a break. And I'm sure this show is therapy for you as much as it is for us. And if anything we said made you uncomfortable, well, that's kind of the point. If anything we said made you turn this off, well, so be it. You know, we we need to speak from our heart in this moment. You got to check it. If it makes you uncomfortable what people are saying. Got to check yourself. A I bit. I think I would urge that just listener a little bit. To, I mean, to, yeah. yes, because look, we all have implicit biases and prejudices. Nobody, everyone knows we're human, but you need to look at why that is. Just really ask yourself why. Trace it back and and educate and learn. Hear the stories, the voices of the unheard, um, and see what you can do about changing that. Okay, Jesus. That being said, what a rough opening. We still want to entertain the listener for a because. I need this as therapy rugs that I have been so stressed about everything going on. This is my one little escape to geek out. So I'm going to start the nerd engine, put the uh, dick joke matrix. Let's crank that up. Geek boner warp drive. Geek boner. All right. That's getting strong. All right. We are at full throttle. Make it so number one. Engage. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Be chocolate, be nerded. Be funny, disturb it. Be chocolate, be nerded. Be spoiler alert. Be chocolate, be nerded. Be funny, disturb it. Be chocolate, be nerded. Be spoiler alert. 
What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Rug Boy. He's the Rug Boy! And he's a nerd. <laughs> Listen, okay, look, time for some good news, Rugs. Amongst all this craziness, amongst a global pandemic, and then you add a civil unrest on top of that... There is some good news amongst all this craziness. SpaceX, a private company built by Elon Musk, managed to successfully launch two astronauts up into the orbit to the space station. Oh, shit. Holy shit. This is the first uh, space program the U.S. has had since 2011 when they retired the space shuttle. Rugs, did you watch this live amongst all the craziness? No. Dude, I had to watch. What happened? Tell me what happened. They put human beings in a spacecraft and got them into space successfully? Yes, but it wasn't the government. It wasn't NASA. It was just a private company. It was Elon motherfucking Musk, who is literally like uh, Tony Stark and Lex Luthor all rolled into one. If that man goes evil, Ruggs, we are so fucked. We We need him to stay a good guy. Yeah, I mean... Wait, wait long enough. He'll become an evil man. So I had to watch this <laughs> launch because it was historic. And honestly, I know it sounds a little morbid, Rugs, but there's a chance that shit goes wrong and the thing blows up. We've seen that several times. Oh, yeah. Right. When I was a kid. Yeah. I saw on that TV. in 1986 in class on TV. And then later it happened recently in the 2000s. But let me tell you, this launch couldn't have been more picture perfect. The astronauts names are Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug, the astronauts, and I'm sure as soon as they got into space, they looked back and they were like, boy, I'm glad we got off that shithole. Nothing good is happening down there. It's the only place that's kind of like quiet up there. Look, they can't get coronavirus up there. That's for damn sure. So they're a little bit bit safer than everyone. So not only did they get up into orbit perfectly, you know how when the first stage of the fuel rocket detaches from a spaceship, usually it just like falls back to Earth and it's trash. This fucking thing comes back and lands itself on a target on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Oh, shit. That was the fucking coolest thing I ever saw. Oh, I've seen them do that before, though. Yes, that was all, like, practice run-ups to this. And now it's, like, shooting out all these satellites all up in the sky. But this is a step towards consumer space flight, I would imagine. I just want to go to the moon. I don't know if we're going to get to the moon, but I think they're trying. But I would love a little space cruise let's go to the moon for real this time what well shit (laughs) rocks no you're gonna get oh shit you're gonna get the flat earthers coming to listen to the show don't what (laughs) i want to get i want sasquatch on a spacex going to the moon for real show me what's on the other side so look i think it's a little bright spot yeah it's a little little piece of humanity making strides and uh yeah so all right let's get to the news you bastards the Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. So, Rugs, last week, uh, was it we watched the Tenet trailer? Chris Nolan's uh, big new crazy movie that's coming out. Was that last week? Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know. What, I, I have no concept of time I have anymore. lost all track of time. Well, apparently, it is still on track to make a July 17th premiere. Release. Well, if everyone's out anyway, protesting, <laughs> yes. they already got it. You know, like, the, look, they're there's wet. thousands Some of, them, of people. They're wearing masks. Some of them. Not everybody. Yeah, but there's they're very close yelling, to each other. Yes. And they're, yeah, they're, there's definitely droplets. 
of all kinds. It's happening. a risk you take when you're fighting the good fight, Rugs. I don't. I mean, I guess, but like, I'm just saying, like, how? What's the ramifications of that? So if we get justice, but everybody dies, <laughs> not gonna is, die. that, is that good? Listen, it's all know. young protesters. They'll fight it off and get the antibodies. Hopefully. So look, if the theater's open, this thing will uh, still open, according to Cinemark CEO Mark Zarati, that they've been in close contact with Warner Brothers. Now, Rugs, remember in the trailer, there's that quick shot of that plane kind of crashing into a terminal. I think it was. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, and I knew looking at that right away, I was like, I bet that's a fucking real plane. That's what Nolan does. He doesn't fuck around. He is the master of practical effects. Well, turns out they bought a fucking plane and actually crashed it. Uh, here is Nolan talking about why that was the most efficient way to do that. He says, quote, I plan to do it using miniatures and set piece builds and a combination of visual effects and all the rest. We started to run the numbers. It became apparent that it would actually be more efficient to buy a real plane of the real size and perform the sequence for real in camera rather than build miniatures or go the CG route. It's a strange thing to talk about, a kind of impulse buying, I suppose, but we kind of did it and it worked very well with Scott Fisher, our special effects supervisor, Nathan Crowley, production designer, figuring out how to pull it off this big sequence in camera. It was a very exciting thing to be a part of. This movie has a budget of $200 million. Oh, shit. So that plane couldn't have How much cheap. do you think that whole stunt cost? Maybe like. Uh, how much is it? This is like a. It's a jet. Like a, de- like a decommissioned plane that's in a plane graveyard? This is I a mean, 747. It's a giant fucking plane that he actually blows up and crashes. How much? The 100 grand? To a, how much does that cost? I would say maybe grand? 100 grand. 100 grand? That's, you know, that's not bad. He got $200 million to work with. But remember in um, – this is why I love fucking Nolan's practical stunts. Remember in the opening of Dark Knight Rises, the escape of Bane in the plane and the guy's parachuting down? Yeah, they used a real plane. That now. was absolutely – they dropped a real plane. So he's already been fucking with planes like, already. He so. likes to cut planes up, blow them up, drop them in the sky, out of the sky. The The story of that, would it was more cost-effective to do this. Also reminds me of uh, the story from – that Nick Cage movie, Lord of War. You seen that one, Rugs? What was that? Lord of War, where he's the uh, he's the arms dealer that kind of works for America. No, I never saw that movie. Oh, you never saw that movie? It's an amazing movie. It's actually Is that a Nick Cage movie. Yes, it's actually and it's a really good Nick Cage movie. There are a lot of weapons in that movie, and in the making of that movie, they said that they were trying to buy fake weapons, and it turned out it was cheaper just to buy real fucking machine guns from people. From like warlords and so th- those were all they just showed up in in like the deep south at yeah. a gun show. Yeah, and just it was twenty percent yeah, of- off. Fill up your trailer, exactly. So though they bought real guns for the movie and then they melted all the guns down to take them off the street, which I thought was also a good idea. But that movie is fucking powerful and has some great great shots, great cinematography. It's a good Nick Cage movie, aside from you know where his movies are all here and there. That one's a good one. So we'll see if this uh, tenant comes out. Listener, let us know if you are excited for Christopher I mean, Nolan's tenant. We'll see. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nation. It's closed, exclusive, just for our listeners. We're all in there. Come in, chop it up, geek out. Speaking of movie theaters, rugs. Yeah. I'm still hearing reports that AMC says uh, we don't know if uh, we will be able to continue. 
uh, once this lifts and movies come out, they are posting a first quarter loss this year of $2.4 billion. Oh, shit. Yeah. Would you be sad to see AMC just go away after this? Well, I don't know because like it's a, it's a part of people's lives and you can't just fucking go away. Like they could go bankrupt. Yeah. They could fucking stop whatever. But like, think about this. Toys R Us closed. Yeah. That was a big part of and, people's lives. And people want that back. Yeah. Like they, and there's going to be some kind of new Toys R Us. Uh, I think there already is like a new Toys R Us related. Or like little pop up Toys R Us shops that. Yeah. That so, I mean, I think theaters are another thing that people want in their lives to a degree so at some point like even if they go bankrupt someone's gonna fill that void at some point so if they go away fine i'm sure like as i said disney will open up their own theaters or it'll be like some kind of bullshit where it's like some kind of corporate shit so like (laughs) walmart theaters you know you never know (laughs) well it could happen what go to walmart yeah Oh yeah, and then you, you go, go to, to watch a movie. Yeah, you get everything. You get your eye doctor there. You can pick up contact lenses. You can check out a movie. There's a bowling alley in the back. Your kids are going to school over back in the southwest corner. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an scary. idiocracy. With the Costco, welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> uh, that's gonna happen, people. We're way past idiocracy, though. I'll tell you that much. Like we passed that reality. I thought that was where we were going to end up, and we've already passed that. It's crazy. Yeah, we're, we're in it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in it, and we're towards the end of it. Ask the movie is just around the corner. Yes, Out My Balls is the yeah. number one TV show. Uh, yeah. Well, one movie chain that will be around that's excited, planning to open is Cinemark. We just mentioned who they're saying, Tenant. They're trying to open June 19th, so very soon, in a week or two, and Tenant comes out July 17th. Now, Rugs. Cinemark has said that while employees will have to wear masks, they are not going to require moviegoers to wear masks. Because oh, fuck them. Yes, well, <laughs> but my question is, would you feel safe going to a movie theater knowing that Listen, they're not, I'm not requiring going you to, to the wear theater. a mask? I'm not going to the theater <laughs> until like this shit is like gone. Yeah. So whatever they want to do, I'm not going. They won't be there. July, maybe too early to play this Russian roulette with not having people wear masks. I don't like know. if I'm going to the theater wearing a mask and gloves at the other. Uh, but on the other point, rugs, it's imagine wearing a mask for like two, three hours. That's not easy. It's going to be. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. Get a little uncomfortable. But if you really want to see the movie, I've worn a mask it. for like eight hours. Oh, really? Yeah, Shit. and more. Wow. Well, that's like all the healthcare workers. There, I'm Spider Man. You are <laughs> swinging around, fucking lame. Anyways, uh, it wasn't. I actually have them. I just thought that is an interesting policy. I, I guess they think it's going to bring people back if they're not forced to wear masks. But man, I don't know. Anywho, last story. I don't have a lot of news today. Well, we'll get to our movie review this week. Last week, also, I think we talked about uh, Ruby Rose quitting Batwoman and got a couple more details about what's going to happen with the character instead of what I thought was going to happen, which is what like all the Batman movies in the 90s do is just replace Bruce Wayne with another guy and don't explain just it. Get a new Batman. Just get yeah. a new Batman. This is now Kate Kane. Uh, don't explain the thing. They are replacing the Kate Kane character oh, shit. with a new character. But then why is the show called Batwoman? I is don't it going to be, is it going to be, uh, 
Barbara Finger. But, but Bill Finger's <laughs> wife, daughter? Well, no, just a Kate Kane. Oh, Kate Finger. Kane, yeah. BB. I see. Kane and Finger? That makes no sense. Or, or Felicity Finger. Felicity oh. Huffman? No, she's in jail. Uh, according to a leaked casting notice, the new lead character is currently named Ryan Wilder. Hmm. Sources saying she could be played by a woman of color. She is described as, quote, likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. No one in her life to keep her on track. Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD, masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled, wildly undisciplined, and out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. I mean, that's a cool character there. Yeah, but they're just go for it. They're just inventing another Batwoman. So, I wasn't watching that show anyway, no, so they can do whatever they want. I just yeah. thought it was interesting <laughs> that, like, I guess, look, I guess this is a step forward where they, you know, they don't think audiences are that dumb, and maybe you explain why this person looks completely different. Well, whatever. It's not like I dream of genie where they replace the Darrens. Oh, remember shit. that? Remember they switched out Darrens? Yeah, but I mean, I I didn't even notice. No, how could you not notice? It's a different <laughs> it dude. The same. It's a different dude. It looked the same to They're me. The same white guy, but different. Yeah, those tall, lanky white dudes all look the same. I like me. the second Darren. I don't remember the second one was Jr. from Dallas. Yeah, he was good. Oh, really? Yeah, Larry Hagman. Larry, it was Larry Hagman. I believe it was Larry Hagman. And the Holy first shit. one, I can't. Hold on, let's see. The two, I can't remember. The two Darrens from, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't, uh, it was Bewitched, not, what did I say? I said that other Genie show. Uh, I, Dream of Genie. I Dream of Genie, which was a great show. But it was Bewitched that had the two Darrens. Dick York. Remember Dick York? It was Dick York. <laughs> and then uh, they. They got another dick. Then, they got, then Dick Sargent. Oh, it wasn't Larry Hangman. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you know nothing. Oh, else. Larry, I'm so. I'm Don't so, they look alike? Yes, though? Dick Sargent, and they were both dicks. Dick York and Dick Sargent do look a lot alike. Larry, listen, we need another dick and a big one. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Give me, oh, we got the dick joke in. There, we're yeah. done with the dick joke. So, Larry Hagman. Why did I say Larry Hagman? Because I believe he was in I Dream of Genie. Yeah, you were confusing the shit out of me. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I but usually you know things. Listen, so like, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie are very similar shows. You gotta, you can't. Major Who's Anthony hotter, Nelson. Though? Genie's definitely Genie hotter. Genie was definitely hotter than yeah. Samantha from Bewitched. I will agree. Yeah, I will agree. Um. All right. Well, look. Before we take a quick, that's all that matters. That's all that. Right. That's all that mattered. Who'd you jerk it to, people? That's what it comes down to. <laughs> what? Wowie zowie. Speaking of jerking it, rugs. Uh, the places are starting to reopen a little bit here and there. Have you noticed that in, in your neighborhood? I've seen some outdoor seating. Yes. You know, and uh, I wish Anthony was here because I wanted to ask him, is he getting out there in the dating oh, so world? So you're thinking that the reopening means it, it also includes legs being open. Uh, well, look, <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. That's one way to look at it. I was going to say that maybe you, you, no one has seen your balls in a few months because you've been in quarantine. You don't want, yeah. you don't want to ruin your first po- post quarantine date with a ball fro, do you? 
Probably not, but I've been taking dick pics. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, remember like school, first day of school? Uh, remember how you'd always get a haircut? You had to get the haircut before the first day of school? Yeah, that's Same right. Same thing here. Starting a new, a whole new chapter. You got to start a whole new chapter and trim up your bush for your first post-quarantine date. And we have just the awesome sponsor and product to help you do that. Of course, I am talking about Manscaped. They are here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Use code jockandnerd at manscaped.com right now to get 20% off and free shipping. All their great products like the Lawnmower 3.0, the most hygienic tool for the modern man. It's amazing. It's got a ceramic blade. Doesn't get hot. There's an LED light on there. There's an amazing perfect package 3.0 gift box that has boxer briefs, a travel bag, ball deodorant, ball preserver. It's definitely something to the male listener. I will say you've survived quarantine. Things are opening up. You owe it to gift yourself this um, awesome product. The light is at the end of the tunnel, fellas. You don't want to get caught on that first date looking all unkept. So treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> get 20% off free shipping with the code jockanerd at manscaped.com. Rugs, turns out, people at Manscaped uh, said we we're doing good with this partnership. We're going to keep plugging on for a little bit. We need four more people to use the code jockanerd to help us out. To cement this partnership. Yeah. Or, Remember, you can shave your ass, too. Yeah, you can shave anything <laughs> that uh, doesn't nick your balls, doesn't you get caught. You can shave your nipples. <laughs> you can shave your belly button. You can shave your kneecaps, your back of your knees, your armpits. Listen, hair knees. grows in really weird places. When you're a man, you, you probably have places where you don't want hair. What's it doing there? Oh, shit. Uh, but look. So listen, get on that shit, guys. I'm looking for four listeners to help us out. Use the help code. Help us get ten dollars from Manscaped. Yes, and then uh, <laughs> we're gonna, and then the the partnership will just blossom and bloom like a beautiful flower or something. There it is, though. Jockinerd promo manscaped.com. Use it, and uh, your balls will thank you. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here, play some promos, and we'll be right back with this week's listener sponsored movie review. Right after this. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Tangents all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. <laughs> Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. 
What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me, as always. Andy. We are Two Peas on a Podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly as we discuss. What do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I do. mean, we talk about too much. Events, we talk about too politics, much politics, sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too much. <laughs> it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store. Just uh, hot topics. Well, oh, I used to love, that was a great story. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. You want to get you a black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't, we can't <laughs> yes. do that though, can we? No, we can do it. We can hear them listening. Uh, <laughs> we, we hope to see that you listen via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two peas right. on a podcast, guys. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show and want to show your thanks, your gratitude, join our fan club. Visit jockaneer.com. Slash Patreon, you will get swag. There's T-shirts, stickers, multiple tiers that you can pledge your support on a monthly basis. And everyone gets a bonus podcast feed filled with bonus content, early access to the shows. They come out early there. There's tons of Corona binge reports that are little movie reviews. There's a new episode of Jock Talk with Anthony and Chaz. Their bottom is, is very weak. And I forgot to mention also at the top of the show... Uh, Anthony's not here, but you can hear him on the latest episode of the spinoff show, which is just before this episode in the feed, having the hard conversation about racism, police brutality with TJ Johnson from Voice from the Underground podcast and his buddy, Justin Cappadocia. Very, very good conversation. Uh, so check that out uh, for his thoughts on everything. Uh, and uh, there's not we didn't have any Corona binge reports posted this week. It's been a crazy week. I'm going to do some. Oh, you are. What do you got coming up? I, I I wish I knew how to pronounce the name of what I saw. Okay. <laughs> There's a new Netflix. I think it's called something with an N. Anyway, it's a new Netflix uh, animated film oh. that actually came out of, I believe, out of China. Oh. And it's it's pretty fucking good. And it's very different because... It's kind of like a Disney type movie. Huh. And but it's completely inappropriate for kids. <laughs> like, I not love, completely. I love stuff like that. But uh, I think it's called I can't remember the name, but the story is of a uh, basically of a kid and it's kind of poignant at this moment. It's about being born something and not wanting to be that thing. Oh. Huh. Or not necessarily letting that dictate who you are. That's deep. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, like a very over the top fairy tale, but I actually enjoyed it, and the action was pretty good. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing. It. I can't remember what the name well, of it was. Corona. I think it was called like I want to say like Naya or something like that. Okay. I, I, or I something like Neva or something. A like file that. a Corona binge report is Neva. is the animation similar to Japanese anime or is it its own thing? It looks like like Disney did it. Like maybe not as perfect as Disney, but like it's pretty good. Cool. All right. I mean, is it a great film? No, but I was just surprised to see it. I thought it was like a nice breath of fresh air, I, I guess. 
Right on. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. You can get that all on our fan club. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Jockandnerd. And if you give us $10 or more a month, you get to pick any movie you want for us to watch and review. And if you give us $10 a month for a year, you get to pick a second movie. And if you get to another year, you get to pick a third movie. And we're going to do one of those right now. This week's Patreon-sponsored movie is Annihilation from 2018. Here's your spoiler alert. A religious event, an extraterrestrial event, a higher dimension. We have many theories, few facts. It started around three years ago. Blackwater National Park reported that a lighthouse was surrounded by something they termed a shimmer. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one sponsored by dedicated to listener Patreon supporter Glenn Smith. Talking nerd. It is his second pick. Glenn's first pick was the Ghost Rider. What the fuck happened? But that was a lot of fun with Matt Delhauer. Uh, and I've got to thank Glenn for being a patron for 26 months, Glenn Smith. Oh, Jesus. Thank you and your continued support. And Glenn, that's you. That's over two years. You could send us another movie if you want. We'll put it in round three. We are currently in round two. So Annihilation on Rotten Tomatoes, Rugs. This movie right. This movie is sitting at 88% on the tomato meter. It's not bad. 7.73 out of 10 for the average rating. The box office-wise, this movie was made for $40 million, and it only ends up worldwide making... $43 million. Oh, shit. But there's a reason for that. Do you, and what's the reason? Do you remember? I remember when this was happening. They pulled an uh, uh, unprecedented move with this movie. Uh, uh, who made this? Paramount? Uh, Paramount was really unsure about this movie, how to market it, the ending. So what happened is they simultaneously released it in the U.S. in the theaters and released it on Netflix international. Oh, shit. Wow. And the movie makers were not happy, but this cut in to, you know, the international box bo- box office. Also, this is the week after, I think, Black Panther comes out. So that was the real problem. We all know that movie went on to make $2 billion. So it kind of got buried there at release time and really buried internationally because it was just put out on Netflix internationally. Now it's like for free on Amazon Prime. You can watch it right now if you want to watch it. And I think it's also on Hulu. Then Then it went to Hulu as well. Yes. This movie is directed and written by Alex Garland. Based right. on the novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Rugs, you have probably are the only one out of all of us that have seen everything Alex Garland has directed, which is exactly three things. Well, he also wrote a bunch of stuff. Yes, he did. He wrote on uh, the Dread, the movie Dread. Uh, he wrote on 28 Days Later. Right. Uh, so, And he also wrote and directed uh, eight episodes of Devs and I think created the series. Right. And of course, Ex Machina in 2014. This is his like second movie. So this is like an up and coming, very promising guy. He's also writing on the Halo screenplay. Whoa, right. That's interesting. I don't know when that's coming out. So 
Alex Garland, written and directed, starring uh, Natalie Portman, Benedict Wong. Gotta have Benedict Wong. Sure. Uh, Sonia Mizuno, David Giasi, Oscar Isaac. Oh, old Apocalypse and uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tuva Novotny, T- and Tessa Thompson are kind of your main leads there. Um, usually, Ruggs, have you seen this movie before? Yeah, I saw it like a year ago. I also saw it uh, like last year or shortly after it came out and recently rewatched it. And I usually make Anthony do the plot because he's really good at making it short and concise. I suck. Ruggs, you want to give it a shot? What happens in this sure. movie? Sure. Uh, Natalie Portman is like a biologist and her husband is a uh, professional soldier. He works in the military and she was also formerly military. And he gets called in on this job, disappears. She presu- thinks that he's dead, but he's not. He comes back. And uh, basically um, him coming back ends up getting Natalie Portman and him whisked away to this place, the site where there is the shimmer happening. Ooh, the shimmer. Evidently, uh, something flew out of space into this lighthouse and it's been emanating the shimmer and it's been kind of uh, encompassing and growing and across the landscape. And they sent teams in there, but they haven't come out. Nothing comes out. So uh, they um, have this, they set teams of men and nothing happened. They, they ended up getting stuck in there and never coming back out. So now they're trying a team of women, I guess. I don't know. I, that's how it came Scientist across to me. women and like not military, you know? Yes. So, Basically, Natalie Portman is there because uh, her husband got they 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 reclaimed him because he reappeared and they didn't know. And then they found him. They brought him back. So she volunteers to go on this mission as the biologist and as a former army person. She's kind of like equipped to do that. So we follow her and her team going in to find out what this anomaly is. And they try to get to the lighthouse and figure out what's happening. Yep, and crazy stuff happens. Now, Rugs, let me ask you a question. The, this movie, we remember we talked about that list of 99 mindfuck movies from the our Facebook group? Yeah. This movie is one of those movies. And I remember the first time I watched it, I, when it was over, I was very confused. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And it stuck with me a little, but I kind of forgot it. And then... When I rewatched it this week, I picked up on more things and I kind of saw what he was going for. It has an ambiguous ending. Right. It's meant to be confusing and leave you with questions. When you first saw this, what did you think, Rux? Well, the first time I saw it, I liked it more than the second time. Oh, really? I feel like I was bored the second time. Maybe because I knew what was going to happen. I liked it the second time because I kind of forgot everything. (laughs) I mean... This is what happens. It's like you watch it the first time and everything's kind of new. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you get, you have this experience. But then you watch it the second time and, and you watch it and you pick up more things. Yeah. But at the same time, this movie moves on such a slow pace. It does. And there's not a lot of dialogue. No. In certain parts, yeah. it's kind of just kind of drags out. So you're like, okay, I, I, I want to, I want more stuff to chew on. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so I felt like kind of like all right, like let's. I, I'm waiting for the end now. You know, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay up for the end, and I did. And like, I liked this movie. I did like it. I think it was pretty cool. And and you could see that there is a great director he, here Absolutely. at work. You could see that there is 
somebody who understands fear and things like that. It wasn't like super disturbing. There was a couple of shots that were like super gory, which I was like, oh, and like, your head snaps back a little bit. Yeah. Like when um, there's some tense shit that sticks with you, though. Yeah, there is some tense stuff. It's like at least two parts that are like super tense. So I'm just going to jump to the the mutated bear scene. It's probably the one of the most scariest fucking crazy things that I've seen in, in a while. This bear that the, the shimmer is causing to have lesions. And and once it kills a person, it can imitate their cries for help. And it's just right there. And she's like, don't react. And it's breathing on him. And it looks horrifying. Holy shit. There's a couple of white knuckle moments in this movie. Yeah. A couple. What, yeah. What's another? What's the other one? There's the alligator, obviously. Oh, that was great. She gets snapped out out of nowhere. And there's basically three things in this movie that you see. The alligator, yeah. the bear, yeah. and then the end. No, there, that's there's it. the deer. It didn't do anything. The mutated deer. So I got to say the second time I watched it, I kind of understood that this is a fucking, it's an amazing, trippy, dreamlike, you know, ambiance to the movie. It's Scott sci-fi and horror mashed together, but it's well, the whole, the whole thing the whole is a idea. metaphor. It, I, yeah, there's a whole, it's a, the, the name of the movie gives it away. Well, also gives, you know, and it's interesting how they start the movie. They give away that Natalie Portman it survives and came out like, that's not the point of the movie. The point is what happens. But right away, you know that she's the only one out of the four women to come so back. So what up. do you think is uh, the grand you know, the grand message of this movie, do you think? Well, I think it's obviously it's ambiguous on purpose. I do. I think it wants it challenges you and it makes you ask questions to yourself, to your friends, to think about things. I think there's a number of things. I think the two themes are self-destruction and cancer. Is, is the two things you see repeated thematically. And I'm not sure if this movie is deep or it's pretentious or it's riding that fine line. There's a little bit of fart smelling in this. Yeah, it's like, riding there that is fine a little, line. But like, because I feel like if you're going to make a point, make it. Don't just like suggest themes. Well, everything and is then, suggested. <laughs> yes. And, and kind of like dangle it there. Like, I feel like that that's kind of like, it's, it's a tool to let people interpret and talk about it. But at the same time, it's annoying to me sometimes. Because like, it is a little bit slow in parts, but then watching the slow parts again, he uses flashbacks as memories, but in as, in specific points of the narrative. Yeah, but what does it add to you? Okay, so know. like, let me break everything down yeah. because I'm trying to like understand this movie and why people think it's great. Yeah. The reason why I think the movie is great is number one, it's got a female cast. They're going in and we're following them on an adventure. I feel like that that's cool and that's new or whatever or not not really new but like it's at least it's like it's something different and it's not forced like it's no, very it's not organic. forced yeah it seems natural the bio, biological ideas are, are fun that there's this shimmer I love how it looks like it's an oil slick in the air yeah and it's kind of like reflect refracting refracting Get that word DNA out. yeah so everything's kind of mixing together and mutating at really high speeds giving you some beautiful imagery in this movie but okay so this is how it works Natalie Portman has a husband that has to go away a lot she cheats on him and ruins the marriage but and and I think that he finds out at some point so she's beating herself up and the reason why she's there is because she feels like she owes him 
because of her infidelity. That's important. She doesn't say, I love him. She says, I owe him. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he doesn't even exist anymore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, in her mind, she's, she, she doesn't, she didn't recognize him. Like, uh, like when he was there at, they were talking. He, she, she knew that he was not the same. And you can person. tell watching it the first time. You're like, there's something you've never met this guy, but he's acting off. Yeah. You know. Then she, so she goes in there, and her point was she wanted, she wants to see what's at the end of this. Yeah. She wants to know, and then when finally she finds out that the guy that she thought was her husband is definitely not her husband. That was an amazing reveal. Yeah. I think at that point, she that's where the crescendo of the movie is. Everything else at the end is just like a little cherry on top. But that that's the whole reason that she was in there. She was just like, what happened to him? It was out of her own guilt. Yeah. That she wanted to go in there and punish herself. So, but let's sticking on that theme. Here's your theme of self-destruction. All four of the women have something in their past that causes them to be self-destructive. The one girl was cutting herself. Ventress, Jennifer Jason Lee, actually had cancer in the movie. Their body was destroying itself. Yeah, and so the shimmer was uh, affecting that and emphasizing that, and you see it had already affected Natalie Portman's character. You know, in the middle of the movie when she checks, they her all blood. get the same tattoo because their DNA yes, and all those crazy. their traits start to mix. The, that the snake Aurora Boris Infinity, the snake eating its tail tattoo, was not there in the beginning. She has a bruise. You notice her picking at a bruise at one point, and then. When you watch it again, you're like, she has this tattoo at the beginning, which is after she comes out, she didn't have before. Also, I love the shots of the glass of water kind of visually emphasizing refraction. You know, I, I think they, he, he let the camera sit on that as the hands passed behind each other. Um, so there's a lot of themes of refraction and light bending. So as they go through this, they have a few moments. They go into like these boats and they're like rowing and then, the one character who's like exposition, exposition dumped and dies. Yeah. She sits there and she points out everybody's flaws, yeah. including her own. Her her child died and then she died inside. So she self-imploded. Yeah. And that's why she's here risking her life. So all these people are doing this basically suicide mission. Yep. And they're they know that they're all probably going to die. And they don't care. Yeah. So what does this movie really say? Is it so? What happens at the end? Natalie Portman finally makes I it to fucking, the lighthouse. I love the end. She makes it to the lighthouse. She watches the video. She sees that he blew himself up, and 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 there was a, a second doppelganger. And then for some inextricable, like the part where she's going into that butthole in the fucking thing. What? I was like, what? Do not go in there. What are you doing? But she goes in, and you you see this amazing H.R. Geiger like environment. Where the walls are moving, you know, it's kind of like right. organic. And Ventress the, the, is there, and then she fucking Dark Phoenix is out and just vomits light and disintegrates. Before, but she gives a very ominous uh, message. I love what she said. She kind of made connection with this uh, alien being, and she's like, "I don't know what it wants or if it really wants." And so you start to understand that this thing is a tumor. On the planet, it doesn't really want. And then you see this trippy fucking bulb, which is probably what the alien looks like. And that was fucking trippy as shit. I love that effect. It sucks in a drop of Lena's blood and becomes this faceless, sexless humanoid form that is now mimicking her. So there's also themes of duplication, replication, refraction, mutation. 
uh, you know, the ballet that she does with herself at the end to get out is kind of beautiful. Her figuring it out it was actually choreographed by like a dancer. Um, so I love that part. And I love the mystery that maybe the Lena that came out, maybe that's a clone or she was just affected because both of their eyes shimmer at the end. What do you think happened there? I think that once you're in the shimmer, that's what happens. It mutates you. I think, yeah, you can't undo that. Yeah. So like I don't care who it is, whoever's coming out, they're going to have shimmer, the shimmer in them. So I think that that people are, people are overlooking the fact that it's really not about her being an alien or whether she's a doppelganger. Right. It's about change. Yes. Yeah. And that how you sometimes have to destroy the person that you are to become someone new. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, that's what transformation is. Um, Sometimes you have to put away old habits or bad ideas or things that you do or, or put away things that you, you beat yourself up over. You have to get rid of all of those things and destroy those things to become another person. But the human self-destruction, our self-destructive uh, desires is actually what saves her at the end, doesn't it? She kind of teaches her alien clone to blow up with the grenade. And then once it's on fire, it is replicating and, 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 and sending it out to the lighthouse. And the whole thing burns down because of self-destruction. So it's like growth and death. You know, the shimmer is causing this crazy growth, this crazy mutation, making things beautiful, but also making but that's monsters. that's weird because – There's also death. Because Kane, her husband, yeah. does the same thing. It's that he blows himself up. Yeah. he was. So why doesn't the alien replicate that then? I don't know if somebody it would. So at that point, it seemed like it had already replicated and they had an agreement where he's like, hey, just film this and then you can leave. And maybe the the point of the alien was to come to Earth and and replace human life with copies or all life like the deer. You see the duplicated deer dancing together. One of the creepiest visuals is those the plants growing in human shapes. Oh, oh fuck. shit. That gave me fucking goosebumps. It reminded me of like Swamp Thing in like a frightening way. Yeah. Beautiful imagery I mean, though. They filmed this movie in England I believe. Yeah. And I think that the Alex Garland said he wanted it to seem unnatural because it's not Florida like it's supposed well, to yeah, be. Well yeah, it crashes anyway. in Florida. So do they have those crystal trees somewhere in England? I'd love to see that. <laughs> no, but uh, just saying all that stuff that you see there, yeah. it it looks supposed to look unnatural because it's not actually. I mean, that's a dumb. That's kind of a really fart smelling way to say that we just didn't want to go to Florida. Speaking so. of fart smelling, what do you think of Natalie Portman? I thought she was pretty good in this, and like her, the way she pulled it off worked. Her, but she's a good actress. Yeah, she can she's do very it. Good. Yeah. Would I have liked to see someone different in that role? Maybe, mm. but. She's fine. I think she's she badass it. with a fucking machine gun too. Like she can, she know you can tell she knows how to handle it. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I love a couple some of the the jump scares. And that's the, what a real actress will do. Yeah. They'll figure out how to shoot it, yeah. and make it look, and make it look good. I just love that idea of those mutated plants. Where she's like, these are all different plants, but they're all coming off the same. I branch. just don't. I just remember when I came out of this movie, I'm like, what is the? Yeah. What the fuck is this about? What What What, what did I just watch? Yeah. 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 Was it? I thought the same thing. I'm like, what did I watch? Why do I? I mean, some people like to sit there and suck this movie's dick yeah. and say it's like so fucking thought provoking. Yeah. And I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. And I see like, like barely any, like when, I think you, it's really, there. Can, it's there. when you connect the dots and then you're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's when I feel like there's genius happening yeah. when it's like, it's undeniable. Yeah. 
here it's just very, very suggested. Yeah. And I think that that, I don't know if that works for me, if it's just kind of like, because there's like, there is a lot of dead space in this movie. Yeah. There is a lot there's of. There's a lot of air, but that's all part of the mood, but it might be a little bit too much mood. A little more. Well, I'm just saying it's trying to do big things. Yeah. yeah. And it's not really swinging for the fences. So if, and also if you're going into this thinking this is like your straightforward sci-fi action flick, it's not, it's, I appreciate the fact that it's not a passive film, you know? Well, I like being challenged by a film. Yes. And that's why when I went the second time I was sitting there with my fucking, I was in there. I had my armor on. I had my sword. I fucking had my (laughs) fucking, my diaper. I had everything. Let's go. I was like, let's do this. And I'm sitting there looking for stuff and I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, I guess, but okay, there's some stuff here, but like, I'm like, am I supposed to really be impressed by this? I, I was just uh, whelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't underwhelmed. Um, I really liked a lot of the stuff that he did, especially the bear. Yeah. Especially like, you know, like all the visuals that you pointed out. Yeah. His visuals are great. His mood is great. His music use is great. The, uh, the scene in the pool where the guy's body has like expanded and mutated across the wall. It looks like like a sculpture, like an installation sculpture you would see in a gallery. Right. And it's fucking gorgeous. Right. I love that stuff. He's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, if you watch devs, it's a lot of that slow burn. Gotta, I'm going to have to watch this. That's what you said about uh, devs. Like this is the Alex Garland slow burn. It's really slow, but at least. Devs has more of a narrative to it. What about Ex Machina? Does that have similar things in it? You never saw no, that? I oh, you got see that. I know that is. I know that movie's what? better. Lame. That movie's better. I, I gotta watch by a hundred times because when I watched Ex Machina, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking. This is great." He's toying with all these different things. He's toying with like machines and sexuality yeah. and dominance and all this kind of like being smarter than people and understanding how emotions work and fucking playing people and almost like a con artist thing. So it was like, there's a lot going on in that. And this is just basically, all right, self-destructive behavior. Yeah. Annihilation, which is like, you know, kind of killing everything like, like a cancer does. And and these, that's the annihilation. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's kind of like there's, it seems to be not that much there. So the, I know I can go into a little bit behind the scenes. It may explain some of how this movie came out. First of all, the studio really wanted him to change the ending. They didn't get it. They thought it was too, too, like too smart. I like the ending. No, I like the he ending. He didn't change it. To his credit, he stuck to his ground. He didn't change it. Now, I mentioned it's based off a book, right? By uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, he didn't stick to the book. Yes. So here's the deal. It's a trilogy. It's called the Southern Reach Trilogy. So he read the first book. The other two books hadn't come out yet, but he knew it was a trilogy. And he decided to decides to make a movie just on the first book. But he vastly, like you said, he diverts from the book. What he said is, I made this movie based on the memory of the book. So it's just inspired by, and then it goes on its own ways. But in the book, I watched some videos. It explains a couple of weird things that he put in here. So, you know, right in the beginning where they get into the shimmer, right? They walk in and it cuts to the flashback of her cheating on her husband. Right. Right. right? And then it gets back to them and she's in a tent sleeping. She gets out. Nobody can remember. It's been four days. 
Nobody can remember what the fuck, uh, how they got there, how they, when they sent up camp. What did you uh, interpret that as? What did I interpret that as? Yeah. That they're in a dream. That their dreams oh, weren't like that's that. That's interesting that they're in a dream or maybe the shimmer affects the way time works also. Because she said in the beginning it felt like a few weeks and they were in there for months. Well, I feel like it's a lot like a dream because yeah. dreams have no concept of time. It's very dreamlike. Like all of yeah, a sudden, yeah. time will pass like and, you, yeah. and your brain will decide that it's just five hours later yeah. or a week later or whatever. So there's actual explanation in the book. Dr. Ventress uses uh, hip, uh, she hypnotizes people. She is in control of this whole thing and she's been hypnotizing the other three to selectively remember or not remember things. So in the book, she's the one that makes them forget at that moment that they've been there for three days. So it's not the shimmer. It's not the shimmer, but the way he presented it leaves it very open-ended and ambiguous, doesn't it? Yeah, but there's no way to there's no way to even discern that from anything that they gave you. They just touch upon it, and you, they never really address those. They things. never go back to that. Well, look, let's uh, like you said, I a lot of people call this a very the most thoughtful science fiction movie since Arrival. Brilliant, trippy. Uh, Arrival's better by. You spades. think Arrival's better? Let's rate the movie. What would you give this movie out of ten? Look, I think that just for the acting effort alone and the direction and the music and the special effects, I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, By all means, it's worth watching. I just think that that this critical acclaim that people are heaping on it, trying to make it out to be more than it is, like it's some kind of real deep statement on uh, and some kind of like, oh, you don't understand the themes, man. That's that's people that are just smelling their own. I farts. totally get that. While I see some of this stuff, I think some of it is a stretch, and they're making it a little more than it is. But look, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you don't, if you don't like, even if you don't understand a fuck what you're watching, it's beautiful, it's still to watch. interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. Very interesting. It is super interesting, and and it is thought provoking. Look, you got look. Let's strip it down to bare bones. Like, who gives a fuck about any kind of theme or any kind of pretentious bullshit? It's a movie about. Uh, you know, a team of women going into the fucking play, going into a suicide mission and them kind of like having to deal with all of the shit that happens in a fucked up world. Yeah. Facing, facing their, their own, own demons. demons. Yeah. yeah. And, and everything around them and it getting amplified because of the shimmer. So like my, the other question I had is, was the shimmer an organism or, or was it just that the, the, the bulb and the person or was the whole thing, like a living thing and it would eventually take over the whole planet maybe at the end and everyone would be copied and no one would know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think that a lot of people look at humanity as a cancer on the earth. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're an organism yeah. that does things that is that is annihilating the earth. And so it's basically us. Yeah. It's just on a different level. I think it's also a, a nice spin. It's an interesting spin on the alien invasion trope where this alien doesn't really want anything. It doesn't it's not like, you know, aggressive. It's just assimilating, it's mutating, it's duplicating just because. It's just well, in the beginning of the movie they tell you that a cell Right. All it yep. does is split. Yep. And keep splitting. That, and that's its yeah, job. Yeah, there's that metaphor throughout the film. Is the, and then they say that cancer yep, is a cell that yep. splits and just does its job. And it could be a, a cancer on the it's earth. It's a tumor. It's a cosmic cancer on the earth. But what, what, what what's going to happen? 
what would happen if this uh, spread throughout the the world? What we, what do you think? Would, Every, would I mean, everything would be mutated, and humans would be replaced with these clones. Well, everything would be replaced. Everything, everything would be what? replaced. And then what? I don't know. Then they go to another planet. Does, or a, they new, live there? does a new does a new habitat or a new ecosystem just occur, and then the status quo stays, or does it keep just killing itself? Or maybe they were nothing? they were setting up this planet so that they could come and live here. And, th- and this was the the stage. Okay. Anyways, back to the rating. What do you think? Uh, what would you rate this? I would say okay. Five is a movie. Yeah. Five means it's a film, and it could go either way. You could love it, you could hate, it, but it's still a movie. I want to give it a seven, solid seven. Okay. So it's better than average. Yeah. Uh, on the it's good. Yeah. Not great to me, but very good. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I'll agree. I was thinking like a seven and a half, maybe seven point seven five. Uh, it is definitely a mind fuck movie that is worth watching. Yeah, you know, check it out, and it'll spark conversations just like we had, you know, with friends of yours. I mean, do you disagree with anything no, that I've said? No, no, I did. I found it like I remember thinking it's kind of slow the first time, and I was really confused. Alex Garland is usually slow. Yeah. But I think that there's more to munch on in his other movies. Even in Devs, there's more to munch on. It may have been the way he approached this story and this novel and kind of it needed a little bit more meat. I don't know. He needed a little bit more meat. I think he should have used the novel. He probably should have used the novel. Oh, shit. I I agree. I don't know why. It's not not even close to like a plot by plot. In the novel, like the four leads don't have names. They're just called by their jobs, like the biologist and the scientist and the whatever. Um, So... I don't know, but I don't know what happens in the Southern reach. If anyone has read it and thinks it's worth recommending, let us know. Also rugs, be sure to log your rating in your letterbox account for our, oh, all our letterboxed friends to, to see it. Okay. All right. Solid. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. That's what I say when I smell ear farts, Rex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chaz Hebert with another great question, man. Chaz, you're just killing it every week with these really cool thought-provoking questions. He says, got another question for the show. With the Berlantiverse basically dead and the Marvel Netflix universe actually dead, what comic book character would you use to kick off a new comic television universe? And what tone would the show have? Great question. Rugs. Wait, I wasn't paying. I wasn't paying. You attention. son of a bitch. Lame. Get the fuck out of here. I was looking up that movie that I was talking about, about that, the Chinese animated yeah, film. Well, how do you spell it? It's called Niza. How do you spell that? N-E-Z-H-A. That's not hard to pronounce. The fuck is wrong with you? I just forgot the name. Oh, okay. Niza. Niza. Oh, that's the name of the movie. Niza. Uh, All right. Knees up. All right. Go ahead. How do you say, uh, uh, I forgot how you, in Chinese you say hello. Niao. This hello. All right. So uh, what comic book show would I have? What comic book character would you use to kick off a new comic television universe? And what tone would the show have? Oh, they're already doing everything, I, aren't they? They kind they? of are. But so 
it's interesting because they tried with the X-Men. I would think the X-Men, the X-Force, any of these teams would be amazing. They had the gifted and ran for one season, got canceled. But that's because Fox got sold to fucking I mean, Disney. I'm trying to think of something different. What about Valiant? I, I thought of Valiant right away. Yeah, I mean, like. A TV, like they can have a TV version of the CW-verse with a little bit better production and just as a wide variety of, of, of heroes. I mean, what could you really do? You could do Harbingers, which is at, which basically is. X-Men. I mean, you would do all of them. You would do Archer and Armstrong. You do Exo yeah, Archer and Armstrong is. Oh, Exo Man, Exo Man. Or yeah. I would do Eternal Warrior. Eternal Warrior. Shadow yeah. was a Shadow. Shadow Man. Shadow Man was really cool. Eternal Warrior is is Galad. He is a basically a uh, immortal. Yeah. And uh, he is a warrior, and. He's the eternal warrior. He's eternal and he's a he's warrior. He's immortal Got and, it. and basically uh, he's like the Highlander without the fucking sword, basically. He can be only one. And his brother is Archer. and His brother's Armstrong oh. and he hangs out with Archer. Yeah. So you could do like those three guys. Yeah. It would be cool to have a show with Archer and Armstrong and the Eternal Warrior. Well, imagine together. separate shows for like each character like that all tied together. It's in the same universe. That'd be fucking cool. And then there's Time Walker, who's the third brother. Is Turok the dinosaur hunter valiant? Not anymore. He, he's he's let he's like a he was licensed. He's from like the 30s and 40s, right? Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he's that an fucking old show school. Primal. Then that animated show on HBO Max. It reminded me a little bit of Turok, dinosaur hunter. I was like, this yeah, is it cool. looks like a Raz Morales drawing. Yeah, 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 it does. But like, um, yeah, I would probably do like something like Valiant or, I mean, okay. Th- Think about some more. I'm going to read some of our comments from the from I the always listener. keep saying the sword until someone makes the sword. Oh, the sword. I, you've told me about that. Yes, yes. The sword. It's a story about a girl in a wheelchair who's sitting there at dinner. Yeah. All of a sudden, her whole entire house gets fu- fucking ripped apart by these four gods that show up. And they're looking for the sword. Who's got the sword? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, little did they know that it was buried under her house the whole time by her dad, who didn't want to snitch and didn't ever give it up and died. And so she picks up the sword, and all of a sudden she can do anything. So what what would be the tone the gods. tone of a show like that? What would you think? Oh, it would be like fucking like all out. It would be like like Watchmen level, ah, you know, yeah. or like Westworld level. Nice, like. Whatever, just throw throw all the money you can at this and fucking make it awesome. You know, the other thing I thought of, and they're kind of doing it, is the whole Green Lantern world. And, you know, Berlanti's going to make a hot, big budget a Green Lantern core show, I believe, for HBO Max. But imagine you got uh, all the lanterns have different shows. The different colored lanterns have shows. Sinestro would have a show. Like, that would be an amazing shared universe on television. Shared universe, you do, you definitely do Valiant. That would be the first go-to uh Green Lantern's universe is good. That's also really solid. You know what else I thought? I would love to see this turn into an HBO show. So the tone would be like an HBO adult show. Chew. You know the series Chew from Image? Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's about this detective in this. Uh, and he if he bites into somebody or something, he flashes in his head about how this person died. So this guy's a homicide detective figures out how people die by actually eating their flesh but in the universe there's all these people that have different food related powers and there's some wacky shit like there's this one writer she she reviews food and she can write so well that when you read what she's writing you taste the food in your mouth like you actually get the sensation and there's just crazy 
food powers in the Chew universe. I think it would be a lot of fun to explore that. Uh, what if they do the Savage Dragon? Oh, universe? Savage Dragon from Bur- uh, Image. That would be good too. Eric Larson's cop with a fin on his oh, head. Oh fuck! I want to see that. It's like Hulk <laughs> with a fucking fin. Oh, it's just not. Me- it's 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 a complete joke. It's not meant to be taken serious at all. But, well, a cop I mean, show like that would be crazy right now. If they fucking. I would. Like that. You could do the Witchblade universe. Oh, that yeah, whole Sylvester yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Blake Braden said the Scrap TV series Damage Control. That that was like the DC show they tried to do. That was really bad, but they were going to make a Damage Control series. That could be a fun kind of like comedy look street level at them cleaning up. Uh, Chaz Hebert says, I think a darker conspiracy crime drama using the question could be pretty dope. Maybe the bad guy is Amanda Waller doing dirty shit for the government. The question is a great one. Right. It's a, there's a lot of mystery. Blake Braden said, I'd honestly rather have an X-Factor or X-Force TV series. Uh, Chaz, uh, Blake says Alpha Flight would be okay, too. Jess Rivera said West Coast Avengers to get some non-New York action. I like that one. I like Geek Boner. I like that one. Uh, Chaz Hebert again, an anthology type of show of Vandal Savage's different roles throughout history could also be pretty cool, but wouldn't really set up a universe. That's a neat idea. Okay. Like, I'm down with like that. Different periods uh, where Vandal, Vandal Savage yeah, fucking yeah. shit up. Jimmy Shea says DC's Hitman or Planetary. I'm not familiar with either of those. Are you? Um, Hitman and Planetary, I've I've browsed through both. Um, I don't know. They're basically uh, a Avengers ripoff, I believe. Oh, that's what it but is. But if you're going to do that, yeah. if you're going to do ripoff of yeah. a, if you're going to do a Justice League ripoff, you might as well do the Su- Squadron Supreme and just fucking get just let's do that. Well, that's interesting you say that because Michael Emke put, said the Howling Commandos. Oh, Nick Fury. Yeah, like back in That's the back in the idea. day in the forties, Squadron Supreme. Uh, what about anything from uh like in the Invincible? I think they're making that into a cartoon. Yeah, Invincible's happening. I think every that's what I'm saying. Robert Everything's Kirkman's being stuff. done. Mark like, Millar stuff, all, yeah. All of Mark Millar's yeah, stuff's gonna yeah, get yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. so I'm trying to like think of like the Luna Brothers, which is another bunch of creative Oh, anything by um Terry Moore. Oh yeah, you, that's a good one. You got Echo from Terry Moore. Yeah. You got Rachel Rising from Terry Moore. You got Bone from Terry Sanford, Moore. Even Sanford Green's Bitterroot is being optioned for like a movie or something. Oh, I think Bone is someone else. Sorry. Bone is, uh, yeah, Bone is, that's a good one. Um, and then selfishly, like if you look at us, you, you want to create a universe, you need a character with a lot of bad guys, a lot of supporting characters. Let's just give me a Spider Man fucking universe. Geek Boner. Oh, on TV. Just fuck the movies. Give me a Spider-Man TV universe live action somewhere. Do a Paper Girls. Why not? I was thinking Paper Girls. It's sitting right here, which would have been like, that's like your Stranger Things uh, kind of knockoff. But Paper Girls would be another one. Again, Chaz, like every time he sends in questions, I end up thinking of a lot more things when we start talking about it. Like everything's been done. It like I mean, or we're, we've 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 approached everything. We're living in the golden age of this shit. Like the people. Secret Six. Are yeah. we doing that? Oh, Secret Six would be great. Gail Simone's Secret Six. Yeah, with Catman. All that. That's all good shit. Thanks, <laughs> Chaz, for another great question. Uh, let's finish up with some. What are we watching? Rugs, what's been uh, keeping you busy on your screen this week? I watched that Spencer Confidential. Oh yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. I, I watched that Niza movie. Okay. Um, what do you think of Spencer I, Confidential with uh, Winston Duke? Also, Buckle. it was fine. 
Yeah, right? It was it's fine. Fun action movie. It was, a, it was an action it's kind film. Of gene- it was kind, it's like it was, a generic action movie. It was a very generic yeah. action <laughs> yes. film. They could make, they could, but do you know, do you see how many more of those they could make, like, easily? Oh, yeah. I would probably tune in and watch a couple. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're not, I mean, it's in the Bostonian universe, yeah. you know, it's like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's all right. Marky Mark was, had his shirt off for a little bit. I enjoyed What's that. What's up, goat? How's it going? <laughs> hey, chicken. Say hi to your mother for Say me. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of that. He's they, the best. They actually, they actually did like a little bit of a yeah. nod to that. I love Eliza uh, Schlesinger in there as his wife. She's hilarious. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. yeah. So I've been watching that. I don't know. What else am I watching? I've been watching, I watch this, um, I, you know, I've been watching a lot of these uh, Studio Ghibli films yeah, that are on uh, HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah. So I watched Ponyo. Yeah, how was that? Well, I, I watched it because I've seen a lot of the more adult fare, which is like Princess Mononoke and yeah. stuff like that, and House Moving Castle. And I wanted to get into some of the little kitty stuff and see what that's about. And uh, it's like a little fairy tale about a fish that wants, to, it's like Splash, basically. Yeah. Wow. A fish oh. that wants to become human, Middle Mermaid, the whole thing. Oh. It's very, very much like a parallel to that. And it's just like a bunch of gobbledygook, and it's sweet. Tina Fey is one of the voices. Uh, um, uh, Liam Neeson is a voice. One of the Cyruses is a voice, like Noah Cyrus, and one of the uh, some of those other people. <laughs> Betty White is in there. <laughs> Betty White is still alive. Unbelievable. Oh shit! There. And uh, it, yeah, it's this cute little movie for kids. It's not really for me. Yeah. But uh, I love. See, the thing is, I'm watching these movies, Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. And every time I watch them, no matter what the fuck's going on, like how dumb the story is yeah. or how like, childish yeah. it is, I just marvel at the, the just the, the attention to yeah, detail. Yeah, the animation and the art direction the, is amazing. I mean, Ponyo is like colored pencil wow. backgrounds. Wow. And they're super like beautiful and they're yeah. just light and airy yeah. and just, they're just spectacular to look at. And the animation is great too. Yeah. And it's kind of trippy and weird. Uh, so any of those films is just worth checking out. They, they have saying, an like, amazing style, house style. That's if that's, you haven't seen a, a Studio Ghibli film, and you away. have age. Start with that one. Yeah, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. You got Howl's Moving Castle. Those yeah. are all great. All on HBO Max. They and also yeah. they added a bunch of movies this week. I noticed on HBO Max, so you can actually there's more stuff on there. Nice. Which is I've been enjoying uh, checking those yeah. out. I love animation. Yeah. I'm a big animation fan. I'll probably watch animation before a regular movie nowadays, especially now with this COVID slash like protests yeah. Yeah. and like anger yeah. and like in, in I just want to like escape to a, like a la la land. So I think also because of COVID, you can probably expect more animated movies coming because it's kind of the only thing you could make keep production on. At the moment, you could be at everyone could be remote. Everyone can work on their parts wherever they are. Yeah, I'm sure. So I think there's going to be more high end animation feature films coming uh, to theaters, and maybe that'll bring the families back. So myself, in between watching the season two of Rami on Hulu, which is a fucking amazing show, highly recommended. If you've never seen it, it's a fucking great show. I'm gonna check it out. And I also maybe I'll throw that on. Is it funny? It's it is funny. And is it half hour long? They're half hour long. There's two seasons right now. 
and Legend, it's yeah. like it's funny and you know there's drama it's like real life it's a little bit of everything but uh it's a it's a i guess it's a comedy show it's really funny um i also been i caught up with like the snow piercers and the star girls but honestly rugs i have never spent more hours this past week watching fucking live streams listening to the police scanner scanning twitter for videos uh when these protests were were getting crazy when the fucking the the looting and the riots and these opportunist assholes were taken hijacking this thing this was some of the most compelling shit i've ever seen in my life oh shit. there was some and the thing is you needed to go to these independent news sources these kids on the ground and people there streaming live there was a twitch stream i had nine screens on and every night nine different cities nine different huge protests uh and i've seen things that inspired me to tears and enraged me to tears the emotional roller coaster was just fucking nuts this week and you know me rugs like i feel to a fault i feel too much about these things like it's yeah, you're really been politically motivated your shit, whole life yeah and this really affected me i feel like you waste a lot of your time <laughs> talking about bullshit <laughs> But because at the end of the day, it's politics, know, right? It's at I the know. end of the day, it's like this is the thing. It's like, all right, people are protesting because they want to end all of this nonsense. But how do you actually do it? That's the hard part. Like that's the part that no one can figure so out. It doesn't happen overnight. And like we said, it. Like, do we all want it? Like a lot of us do. We all want it to happen. But how do I do it? Like. And I know it's like, okay, well, you got to educate yourself. Okay. I already know him. I know the struggles there. I know like, well, how are you, how are you, um, adding to the struggle? I don't know. I'm just going about my life. I'm like trying not to fuck with anyone. I'm trying to make sure that I, I give everybody a shot with everyone. Love one another. Be nice to everyone. Like Dalton said in roadhouse. Yeah. So I'm doing my part like already. I mean, uh, what do I, I mean, I'm, it's like when I go to vote, it, yes. you know, I'm voting for the best possible person to to do stuff. Vote local first. It's way more important. Here's the thing, though, you guys. If you remember the Arab Spring and the protests in Hong Kong, these protests happened for weeks, for months before something happened. And my hope is that they don't lose this momentum. The Black Lives Matter movement does not lose the momentum. They got to keep pushing. They got to keep it in the public eye. And all we what can do, do is be is aware. The, so what do you think is the – give me like some stuff because like, – I, I want to hear solutions. Like, I want to hear, like, what is the solution? What do you think is going to happen? Protest is going to happen for three or four weeks. Like you said, don't let up. Let, make everybody uncomfortable. Then what happens? Look, like, what do we do? We've seen results. All four of the cops are being charged. That's a start. Okay. So these guys definitely got to fucking face, pay the piper for whatever they've done. But then there's, Good. there's, uh, you know, the, then what else? So the guy in Iowa, who who was uh was it Iowa? It was very not a good man. Got voted out and replaced with someone better. So there's the reform. Let's you know whether the system is broken or maybe the system is working exactly like it's supposed to. It is clear that we need a new system. So it's going to take voting. It's going to take finding out who these people are. It's 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 going to take a long time. But I think every so basically the way that you're saying it is okay. Let's say. Extensive background checks on anybody in power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they have even a, a whiff of racism, they're they're done. They're not they're not allowed in, not allowed to play the game. 
How about the thing where, you know, maybe if a police officer has 18 previous complaints, maybe he's not on the street, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's like, why aren't they already doing well, that? I don't understand. The system, that, again, the system is set up to protect Yeah. Them. That's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, they should, like, they should be doing that already. Like, I don't understand why. The, but I do understand that this is what happens, is that the way that these jobs work and how this whole environment works, it's like you're covering your ass all the time because every year everybody gets more litigious. Every year people, there's more complaints. Yeah, so like yeah. every year they get more, they get more like, you know, they get more like they lock arms more, you know, yeah. and they, they protect themselves more. Yeah, I'm seeing subtle shifts. So they need, they need like an outside oversight. Yeah. That's not them yeah. because that's what it is. It's, all the oversight and everything is, 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 is within them. Internal. If they have an outside yeah, source yeah, yeah. coming in yeah. and evaluating yeah. it, then you might see some shit change. So, okay, that's a good idea. Let's do that. What else? Anything else, Amron? Uh, I don't. Like, we're, look, we're talking about changing the world. Yeah. I want to give solutions. I don't want to just sit there and yell and put a black tile so up. Look, you can. There's ways to donate. Like, you don't have to donate money. You can donate your time. You can donate your service, your talent. If you have something, you can provide for free uh, to help. Uh, so there's little things you could do in your community. Just make people aware that not everybody in this country is being treated the same way. Uh, some people may not even realize that. So maybe it's just conversation at your local community level with, with your families and your friends. It's like a way to start, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, there's no easy answer, but I feel like change is going to happen. I feel like we are watching something monumental, something that's going to be in the history books. Yeah, I really, I really wish I understood exactly what we could do. Yeah. Because I like to solve problems. I'm like vanilla ice. <laughs> if there's a problem, Yo, I'll solve, I'll solve it. it. Check yeah. out the hook when my DJ revolves it. But I, I when it's kind of like in this gray area, we don't understand exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. And like, I would like to hear the message. Like we and and, there, and it's it's starting to uh, kind of emerge. Yeah, they'll get it. They'll get it, man. Because it's yeah. one thing. It's like justice for Floyd. Yeah. Okay, so now that. We think that that might happen. There's a shot that that might happen. Now, what happens a year from now when they have the trial and fucking all kinds of lawyer? This is the thing. This country is full of lawyers. Yeah. Guess what your job is if you're a lawyer? Yeah, you got to defend them. You got to prove that whoever uh, the person's a piece of shit that they didn't do it. Yeah. Even if they did it. Yeah. And they have to cause doubt. Like that's the whole. That's how our whole <laughs> entire system works. Yeah. Is that some guy is going to figure out how to lie you out of it? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's our system. So that's what I and said. We need a new system. Are they going to change the whole system eventually? Slowly in pieces. I don't I, know. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to come in a comfortable can't, way. Oh, look, all gonna... I know is they can't let the foot off the gas pedal right now. The whole world is watching and on your side. You know. Uh, but fuck, we got all fucking deep and serious again. Sorry. No, but this is a thought. Yeah. Like we're having thoughts. Yeah. We're just putting it out there. We're not saying what to do, what not to do. We're just kind of like just thinking out loud. But like I said, I'm going to have links in the show notes of things you can do, places you could donate, things you can read, educate yourself, and most importantly, be nice to one another. Be nice to your fellow. Listen, man. we got one shot. This is what I tell everybody that wants to listen. 
I said, listen, we're floating around on this marble. We're probably the only place for a, a, a long ways that has anything going on Earth. All right? Let's just fucking make it fun and let everybody fucking do their shit. Let everyone live their lives and be whatever they want to be and however they want to be. And just do you. And then everybody will be cool. That's it. Well said. That simple. Well said, Rugs. You know, the other thing I want everyone to do is to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We're up to oh. 122 ratings, people. Talking nerd. We need 200. We're getting, trying to get to 200. That way. So this is what you do. Yeah. This is what, like, if you're out there protesting <laughs> and you're in a big crowd, talking oh, nerd every time. Yes. You know? In between chants. Yeah. No, we don't want to co-op the message, Rugs. What the fuck are you saying? I don't know. I'm just trying to be <laughs> desperate for two. And then they're like, what? We're almost there. Listen, in between. Fucking 80 people. You, you guys protesting and conversing and donating. Uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We're looking to get to 200 so we can apply to Rotten Tomatoes. Be official Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviewers. Nerd. Uh, you need to be have an iOS device and we need ratings in the US. And if you got a Windows machine, you can download iTunes and give us a rating there. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on uh, Twitter at really rug boy. Come by and say hello. We got a shout out from um, a a wrestler. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, uh, shit. her name is Francine. She's a very shapely woman. Do you know her? Shall we play it on the air? You can. Uh, I do. I know her personally. I know. I know that she's a wrestler for ECW wrestling. So this is. And I think she's retired. <laughs> Uh, if you look it up, Francine ECW. You know uh, yes, Francine ECW. This one was uh, commissioned by uh, your biggest fan, Rugs, David Mobley. David Mobley, yes. David Mobley commissioned a cameo Run. from ECW diva Francine, and it was amazing. Here's what she says. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme, Francine, and this shout-out was booked by David the Wonderful for a cool podcast called the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd! Uh, if you ever wanted there to be, like, a, a stern-type show for geek news and sports, this is the one to go to. The Jock and Nerd Podcast has everything that you need, and they really want you to check them out. Uh, the show also features this hilarious, crazy puppet. It's called Rug Boy. He's what? It's it. funny. <laughs> and these guys work really hard. So go check out Jock and Nerd Podcast and um, tell them the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you. Hey, it right. is not a progressive term. Uh, is that your? They, I would prefer they or is Zer that your pronoun or, rugs. It. I guess it is. I don't know. First of all, thank you, David. I don't know if he listens to the show. I doubt it. Francine does have almost thirty thousand followers on Twitter. Oh shit! So that's a good get there, David. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, it thanks you. Yes, I do. Visit the show notes, listener, com slash. I do like Francine's uh, pictures from her wrestling. Oh, yeah, from her wrestling days. Uh, very shady. com slash 331 for links to everything we talked about. That's including the resources of things you can watch, listen, read, donate, and act on to help out the movement and all the bullshit we talked about, how to stay in touch, how to support the show, yada, yada, yada. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to the show so you never miss an episode. And most importantly, listener, if you take one thing away from our rambling this week is love one another. Let's unite. Love everyone. Tell the person next to you, you love them, right? Just try and be a good person. 
Just remember what Dalton said. Be nice until he tells you not to be nice. And believe me, Dalton will tell you. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Rug Boy. He's the Rug Boy. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. My balls were hot. My balls were hot. That's a big fuck up right there. I fucking loved it.